0: Hello baseball fans, welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's now the final day of July, 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from the mobile Sully Baseball studio, also known as my car. Driving through the streets of Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Los Angeles Dodgers center fielder Jock Peterson, the Detroit Tigers world champion Dan Petrie, and current Oakland Athletics manager Bob Melvin. I figured I'd just sort of, you know, put all of them, just, just unload all the Palo Alto stuff. Uh, but actually, pretty soon I'll be driving past Sunken Diamond. The baseball home of the Stanford Cardinal. Look at that. Uh, The doing a one. I haven't done one in the mobile Sully Baseball Studio in a while. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do today. This is one of those crazy wacko days in baseball where I just know the second I try to break anything down or try to be as topical as I possibly could, uh, everything flips on its head because it's the trade deadline. And if I start to talk at the beginning of the day, by the end of the day, everything I've talked about is totally irrelevant. And so as I get ready to have my, oh, what's well, the post-mortem of the trade day, you know, the, the final day of the before the waiver wire is done, I decided maybe it's best to do a Sunday request. Because going into that, it's just going to be crazy today. Lots of teams need trades. Now... I've said this before, and maybe I hit this mark too often, but I really believe that baseball could benefit by having the waiver wire rules that take place after July 31st in place all year. It's very hard to get a trade through there, especially for a big player with a big contract. But if you have the first day of June and the first day of August you have one day and the players have that day off we get the players can have a day off that day and for one day you have the cuckoo for cocoa puffs all of the waiver wire rules are relaxed they don't exist for a 24 hour period which means during that period the first day of june and the first day of august you can trade anybody anywhere no one can block it no one can protest it nothing and so you would and then after that you have a feeding frenzy i've equated it to the scene in trading places when the duke brothers tried to corner the market of frozen concentrated orange juice why did i make that equivalency because like every gen xer all my movie references are between 1975 and 1994 Movies began with Jaws and ended with Pulp Fiction. Don't ask me why, that's how we refer to our movies. Anyway, I think that would be great for baseball. It would be like the equivalent of a fantasy draft in reality. It would be like fantasy baseball, making deals except with the real people. And you do it with the two days. You have like a, you can have the two day break in baseball during that where you have a day of trading and a day of basically picking up the pieces. And I personally think that that would be easier to do if baseball does go to a 154-game schedule. You could have a couple off days, and in that off day, it's like, well, look at that. Christ, sakes, I got traded to Kansas City. I better go. So who knows? I mean, t- players get traded, and it's always shocking when it happens. And so tomorrow, we're going to talk about picking up the pieces of what happened on the final day before the waiver wire trade deadline. Occurs. So while we wait for that, maybe it's time that we do a Sunday request. And this Sunday request is from a loyal listener and a loyal reader and someone who sends in stuff from time to time. And I believe I've done a Sunday request from him. I'm going to do another one right now. And it's from my follower who is known as Werner Herzog's bear. I don't know what that means. But that's what I know who Werner Herzog and I know what Bears are. Uh, Sunday, time for the Sunday request. Sully Baseball, a Sunday question. What's your baseball dream job? Mine would be to be a beat reporter for the White Sox or the Mets. And I, I got to tell you, I've been sitting on this one for a little bit because I've, I didn't want to do this one quickly. I wanted to think about this one. A dream job. Now, let me tell you something about dream jobs. Dream jobs are interesting because it's what you would ask a genie for, basically. It's if you had anything you could do. Well, if your job entails this, you'd be super happy. And I understand that dream, when you talk about a dream job, you also have to act somewhere in the realm of reality. I know, it's a, I know that sounds contradictory, but like, yeah, my dream job is to be the bullpen closer of the world champion. I, I said that to Aaron Dolan, who's a wonderful writer, friend of the podcast, and girlfriend of Sean Doolittle, and she happens to be involved with a bullpen closer, and she thought that, thought that was a strange... Fantasy like what do I also dream of coming off the bench in hockey? Do I dream about being a second string quarterback? But no, I think there's something, and as a kid, I always thought there was something so incredibly badass about coming out of the bullpen and pitching that ninth inning, but most importantly, being the guy who jumps up and down when the world series is clinched. I was so affected. When I saw the images of Tug McGraw with his arms up in the air, Mike Schmidt jumping onto his arms and everything, I thought, oh, that's what I wanna be, it's what I wanna be. And so I have, this, I have this affection for bullpen closers, and I'm also very tough on bullpen closers. Now, if you know me, and I know I do, I am not a fan of the tyranny of the save. I believe the best reliever should be used for the best situation, not, oh, you're our closer, so we're automatically gonna go to the ninth inning. If you have a difference-making closer, someone who really, really is on such a great streak that they're just shutting down everyone, the way Rivera was for all those years, but like in individual seasons, you, as I said, you saw Keith Folk, Brad Lidge, Koji Uehara, Billy Wagner. There were some years where someone was just so dominant as a closer that, all right, I'm just always going to go for them. Dennis Eckersley became that kind of a closer uh, there were a few seasons where Randy Myers was that type of a closer, but those closers are rare, and I personally don't think there are 30 of them in baseball, which is why you shouldn't manage as if you have someone like that. That being said, my fantasy was to be that person, coming out of the pen, and closing out the World Series. But even though we're talking about dream jobs, I'm going to stick to reality to a little bit. Do you, to take... My current physical condition into account. Uh, I'm not going to be, I'm not even talking about my weight or whether or not I'm, you know, I'm too heavy to be a big leaguer, even though I probably am. But it's also, you know, I'm a 40 something year old dude. I have a beard now, there's gray in the beard. The possibilities of me becoming a major league pitcher. At this point have been reduced to 50-50 And Even though some people might take those odds I think, you know what, there's a a real strong chance It's not going to happen Now granted I haven't totally given up on it But also I'm not really working towards it That's also working against me So I have to think about what I have to bring to the table And to turn that into a dream job Now it's funny you brought up the, being a beat writer for the White Sox or the Mets, you know, that's really not one of mine, to be the beat writer, and I'll tell you why. Um, It's not that I wouldn't want to be going from game to game and following the team and everything like that, but, you know, I I still am, I don't want to say innocent enough, but gullible enough to want to like the players I cheer for as well. I understand that that's irrational. I understand that they're human beings with failures and flaws and personalities, and I may not like everyone. Uh, I don't think that your love for a player should have it excuse truly just abhorrent, immoral behavior like you know domestic violence, for example. But you'll find out someone's a bigot or someone's a doofus or someone's stuck in the stone age and I, you know what i'd rather not find out because it will come up if you're a beat writer i've talked to a couple of people who are beat writers they talk about how disappointed they were when they find out this that or the other thing about someone and i you know i don't know if i could do that and i don't know if i could be in that situation where I'm like god you know i love this team i want this team to win but it's my job to find a story so I, I, on that level i don't know if i could do that um I you know what being in the booth now being a play-by-play commentator I've never really done it I mean I've done a couple of those you know those programs where you're like hey you get to recall a baseball game and if you click on this and sync it up with the game you're the announcer I said I got it I got it and I'm sure that's fun but and you hear a really good announcer you know when you hear you know, I mean, I, the best in the business are here in San Francisco, and the and the ones in Oakland are no slouches either. You know, and you can paint a picture when you can know when to, you know, put the th- put the thrusters on with a description, or you know when to pull back. You know how to describe it to do it very quickly and to not be oh yeah oh oh, but to let the words not overwhelm you I think I'd be pretty good at it with practice but I'm not arrogant enough to think that I can do it right away you know I would that be a dream job of mine? perhaps, but then again I don't really find myself fantasizing about being the voice who narrates it I'll tell you something I would love it if Al Michaels did more baseball by the way, I've been watching a lot of clips, especially when I was putting together the In Memoriam video, by the way If you've seen the Immemorium video I did for this year and you like it, do me a favor and pass it around. Let people know about it. I'd love to have more people see it. That's, you know, that's just my little plea. If you like what I'm doing, uh, let people know. Let people know. But, yeah, I've been listening to some great clips and so many great calls by Al Michaels. People remember him as a football announcer and as a hockey announcer because of the Do You Believe in Miracles. But, man... He's such a good baseball announcer, such a good baseball announcer. I, I digress. Maybe that's not it, though. Maybe that isn't it. Uh, I tell you what, it certainly wouldn't be. Is as I said with a beat writer, you know, maybe being someone who has to be a columnist and has to be in a situation where, and you know, I don't want to say dig up dirt, but part of the way you, you get people to follow you is if you have the the hot take and the story and blow the lid off this and that so many people are quick to say oh this person first reported as if that means anything who cares if it's first reported but you know that's what people seem to care about and you know being someone who court controversy I don't mind controversy, but to have that be the thing that is the currency that you have for your success is how many people want to start to follow you in that way. Oh, man, I don't know if I could do that. It's not that I'm afraid of confrontation. I'm just a big believer in don't create crap when there's no need for it. If you like tension, wait, tension always shows up. If you're someone who loves conflict, just be patient. Conflict is right around the corner. Trust me. So, I don't know if I'd be the person to stir that up. I've had some people talk to me about this podcast that I'm doing and that you're currently listening to and saying like, "Oh, maybe you should, you know, have harder takes or try to rock the boat on this or say something controversial about that." And and that to me is a hundred and eighty degrees of what I want to do. It's not that I want it to be the good ship lollipop. I'll talk about something, and if people don't like it, they can go pound sand. Hey, you know, I've talked about you know when I brought up my thoughts on domestic violence. I brought up my thoughts on, on you know women in baseball and gays in baseball and everything. And I have found that some people don't necessarily like what I say. And do you know what they can go after themselves. I don't care. But I do that when it feels natural And I do that when it's an opinion that I actually have And something that I really want to express I don't have that be my main thrust It's funny, um, Aaron Foley, friend of the podcast And the host of my favorite sports podcast, Sports Without Balls Has brought up one particular dream job of mine And that is the first base coach now think about the first base coach. I mean, look, it, it could very well also be a hitting coach and some other instructors. So I don't want to completely crap on them. But how hard is it to be a first base coach? Seriously. person comes to first and you say, you know, all right, just watch for the ball on the ground. Make sure that it gets by him before you run. Now look, I know I hate it when people say things like, "Oh, that job is so easy." Cuz people look at the job that I have and like, "Oh, what's so hard about that?" And and inevitably there are hard things in the job. But seriously, what's hard about being the first base coach? Yelling back when the pitcher throws over, say, "Oh, wait, wait for it to get past the infielder." Before you, know, you're, you know, you come up and say, "Okay, Two outs, you run on anything. Boom, I'm a first-base coach. Third-base coach, you got to know when to send them. You got to know where the outfield arms are and everything like that. First-base coach, you know what? I mean, I I could be a first-base coach, and I would have a uniform. I'd be on the field. If they won the World Series, I'd get a ring, on all I have to do is, all right, all right, all up, all up, all right. Wait for it to get past the infield before you run. There's two outs, run at anything. Look at that. That's my LinkedIn page for being a first base coach. I get to jump up and down. When they win the World Series, I'm part of the coaching staff. Look at me. I'm sitting next to uh, Bruce Bochy. I'm the first base coach. So maybe that's my dream job, to be the first base coach of the team that wins the World Series. I don't want to be the first base coach of the freaking Rockies. I don't want to be the first base coach of the, of the Braves this year. But if I was the first base coach on the Nationals and I go and win the World Series this year, that'd be pretty cool. You know, you got to see people, they put the team picture of the world champion in bars for all time. Yeah, hey, there I am. I was, oh, what do you do? I was one of the coaches. Oh, wow! First base coach, but still. So maybe that's it Maybe i would to be a first base coach I'll tell you something I think team Now if a team wants to hire me as a first base coach Then by all means do By all means do But I'll tell you something that Baseball teams should do Baseball teams should Use the first base coach Job As some sort of I don't want to say honorary position, but always have a really popular former player as the first base coach, and preferably a popular former player who has never won a World Series ring with that team, because if they wind up, that they do win a World Series ring, you're like, oh, look at that, they finally won. I remember Harold Baines was a first base coach for the White Sox when they finally won the World Series. Look at that, Harold freaking Baines. Harold M. Effin Baines gets himself a World Series ring. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Imagine if the, the Yankees had Don Mattingly as their first base coach. And when they won those World Series in all the years that Don Mattingly didn't win one. He thought, oh, we won one. The, the, or the Red Sox could have done that with Jim Rice or Dwight Evans or someone like that. Or, or Yaz or Fisk. Yeah, that got a ring. It was as a first base coach. Even saying first base coach is fun. I've just said it 19 times. So Werner Herzog's Bear, I guess that's my dream job. I get a uniform. I have a job that has a a certain amount of gravitas to it and a certain amount of respect to it. Oh, you're on the coaching staff. Oh, well, geez, I didn't know I was with the gentry here. But in the end, my responsibilities are not as great. I mean, think about the third-base coach of the Royals in 2014 when he didn't send Alex Gordon. What's his name? Jersele, who was the third-base coach. And he held him up, and people gave him crap for it. But you know and I know that if he sent him and Gordon was thrown out at home to end the World Series, he would never hear the end of it. When was the last time you heard someone getting upset at the first-base coach? So there you go. You have the illusion of responsibility. You have the aura of being a truly valued member of the team. By the end, you're the first base coach. And to be the first base coach of the team that wins the World Series, there you go. That's my dream job. Other than the painfully obvious answer of making my living full-time, doing the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. Now that's something I would certainly dream about. So thanks, Werner Herzog's Bear. And if you have something you want me to talk about on the Sunday request, send it along to Sully Baseball on Twitter, at Sully Baseball. You can see the up-to-date listings of Who Owns Baseball on MLBReports.com. You can follow me on Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kalisky. You could be old school and send me an email at info at This has been the so- Sully Baseball Dream Job episode. Driving in my car on the final day of July 2016. Happy final day before the trade deadline. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan, your first base coach, and you... You can call me solid.